Welcome to What We Do in the Meadow, a podcast where we lovingly roast the Twilight series chapter by chapter. I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And today we're doing chapter three, Phenomenon. Um, tell me about Phenomenon, Laura. Well, today's Phenomenon is that Bella drives to school on an icy morning, almost gets crushed by a van, uh, and then proceeds to get the shit gaslit out of her by Edward. And uh, also Carlisle, Edward's father, is introduced to us. Barely. Barely. Um, I'm willing to put on the table that this, out of all three chapters so far, has been the absolute worst one. There's like two main fruits to this chapter, and one of them is a car crash that goes on for like eight pages Mm -hmm. and makes no sense. None. And um, Edward being creepy and gaslighting Bella at the hospital afterwards. Which is just disturbing to read. It's disturbing to read, and it's just the same shit that he's been doing anyway. This chapter sucked. Uh, it wasn't great. And just full disclosure, everybody, uh, this is literally the third time that we have recorded this episode, and we're a little bit dead inside. Yeah, if it sounds like we want to commit murder-suicide, we do. We absolutely do. The worst chapter so far, and we have recorded this thrice. <laughs> Not once. Not, Not twice. twice but thrice. Thrice. <laughs> The first time we recorded it, the audio was that the audio was really bad. The audio was really, really, really bad. Like, unsavable. The second time we recorded it, the audio was really, really, really bad. And, um, if the audio was really, really bad this time, I'm leaving the country and you will (laughs) never hear from me again. We might, we might be giving up on episode three. Just kidding, we're not. But, well, we might. We might a little bit. It it, it, it might be a three-month-long hiatus. Um, chapter three. Bella wakes up. She walks through a window. Uh, all the, all the rain from the day before has frozen. Black ice galore. Certain death akimbo. And, um. And she goes downstairs and pours herself a bowl of cereal with milk and some orange juice. Well, she doesn't pour herself some orange juice. She drinks some orange juice straight from the carton, which is like fucking bizarre. First of all. The milk and orange juice combination alone was enough for me to write down on my notes, Bella Swan is a sociopath. (laughs) Uh, But the fact that Bella, like, I just cooked and marinated a steak last night, Swan, chose to just drink straight from the carton is just so weird. Right? It is weird. It's so weird. It's the most um, accurate to life 17-year-old thing that Bella Swan has ever done. But... Yeah, no, it's very out of character for her. And the fact that she decided to just rip that orange juice carton out the fridge, throw that lid across the room, and take a big old swig from that carton. <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. Maybe Uncivilized. She, uh, maybe, wrong. Maybe. Raised in a barn. Wrong. Disgusting. Uncivilized. Go ahead. Maybe she was like, well, Charlie's obviously never going to drink orange juice, so I might as well just drink from the carton. That man hasn't seen a vitamin a day in his yeah, life. Yeah, right. He's like, is it meat? <laughs> did it did it used to make noise when it was alive? Because <laughs> if it didn't, I'm not eating it. What's an orange? Nah, man. Charlie's a good guy. We love Charlie. We love Charlie. We stand Charlie. Um, we stand Charlie hardcore and we're We're not like we're, huge dad fans. Generally. I'm strictly anti-dad. If you have a dad, you may be eligible for financial compensation. So But Charlie Swan He's a good one. Good guy. He's a good one. Good guy. Doesn't eat oranges. Probably has never seen a fruit. Good never, guy. Never. 
Um, I bet he would eat a potato like an apple. Oh my god. Hand that man a raw potato. Crunch, crunch, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he would like pull like a baked potato straight out of the oven and just like... Like with his bare hands? Yes. No oven meant required. Yeah, and then he would unhinge his jaw and just swallow it. Oh god. Like a big old rock. Uh, I did want to mention that so Bella describes living with Charlie as almost living by herself because his work hours are so crazy. He comes home late. He leaves early. He's already gone by the time she wakes up to go to school. Uh, and she says that rather than feel lonely, she's kind of reveling in the aloneness of it all. And I have to say, it is time for the choo-choo Renee Swan hatred. Chugga, 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 chugga. All aboard! <laughs> Renee's the worst. Renee's the human worst. Yeah, Bella's like, I'd rather physically live alone than with my human mother. Yes. Um, no. Not a big fan of Renee Swan. I don't find her nearly as offensive as you. But once again, we're both pretty pro-mom. We're we're usually very pro-mom. If you got a mom, good for you, bro. Yeah, uh, not in this case. No. Not in this case. Renee, not a good mom. Renee, in fact, the worst mom. The worst mom. And I think it's all the more insidious because I don't think any of Renee's behavior is, is anything that you could look at and, and point to and be like, that's abusive on its face. But if you delve a little deeper, it clearly is. Like, it's she's, like, emotionally unavailable. She's dependent on her child. She is clearly a very smothering type of person. And yet also, like, not around a lot. Yeah. emotionally it's like bella needed to to spend her whole childhood looking out for her mom making sure her mom was okay her mom then meets this guy and gets remarried to him and just kind of like hey i'm moving to florida now you can come i guess or you can move in with your dad whatever <laughs> whatever uh also where's my pink blouse i don't know where it is please <laughs> yeah no she's not great she's not great um, She's not great to the point where now Bella basically is living alone and she's like, I kind of like it. Yeah, it works for me. Right, but yeah. Um, toot toot. Goodbye, Renee Swan hate train. It's leaving the station. It's leaving the station. It may be back. It may be back. It will be back. I'm sure it will be. But yeah, so Bella wakes up and she realizes it's icy as hell. Icy she even as hell. like, she goes outside she takes, like, two steps out her door and nearly, like, kills herself falling on her ass in, the, she's in like, the driveway. I could barely get down the driveway to get to my truck. <laughs> and here's the thing. If I cannot walk down my own driveway outside my own home, I'm not going to school. No. I would not go so far as to do that to, like, go to my job where I get paid. No. Let alone high school. For free. Forget that shit. No. But she goes because she wakes up in the morning and she's like, She's, like, excited to go to school, right? Yes. Not because of, like, anything normal. No. She's excited to go to school so that she can see her future serial killer. Edward Cullen. The man who intends to, like, deep, deep freeze, deep fry. What's deep, the word? Deep fry? Deep fry her, like, human body parts <laughs> and eat them like little chips. Yeah, she's, yeah. like, not a great, not a great idea, but I'm, I'm... I'm I'm there. Yeah, she like acknowledges that it's stupid yeah, and idiotic does. and like kind of weird that she's so excited to see Edward Cullen because he's so rude to her. 
But she's still like, oh, well, here I go. (laughs) (laughs) Off to school. Time to drive across the the layers of black ice. See, I work all in. Hooray. Yeah. But yeah, Stephanie Meyer really, like, chalks up this whole, like, it's icy out thing. Because Bella's, like, driving to school. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, down Main Street or she whatever. She says that her truck is doing good. It's doing fine. And yet, she's driving very carefully because she does not want to, quote, carve a path of destruction through Main Street. Now, that was my I genuinely laugh for this chapter, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. The one and only thing that made me feel a little bit of happiness. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, like, relatable. It's a relatable statement. It is. Um, I, I, I can't. I suck at driving in snow or ice. It's not. It's not great. Yeah, I suck at driving. Period. Yeah, that's the end of the statement. <laughs> I can't drive on a good day. It's it's really accurate. But um, yeah, no. Stephanie's really like chalking up this whole icy thing, and I just had like a question about the town of Forks, where it's like rainy and cold all the time. Mm-hmm. Do they not take any like precautions in that town? Do they not salt their roads, their parking lots, their sidewalks? Do they not salt? Is there no salt? Why is she freaking out so bad? There's no salt? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's like survival of the fittest. Forks, Washington, survivor edition. Like, you you either beat the ice or the ice beats you. Yeah, maybe that's how it is. Well, I guess that could be so. But, I mean, you... So here's the thing is she gets to the... She gets to school and the parking lot's just as icy. Oh my god, so the kid that lives above us has a friend over or something, and they are like... They've been Jumanji elephant stampeding across the fucking floor since like 5 a.m. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Genuinely. I don't know if she had a sleepover and they just woke up really early, or like if the friend came over really early in the morning, but for it's been like six hours, and it's nonstop. Welcome to the motherfucking jungle, everybody. Anyway, it's just obnoxious. If you hear the stampede... Too bad. Get over it. Sorry. We live... <laughs> Get uh, over it. We live in a... We in live a, in hell. Yeah, that's a good word for it. We, we live, live in, in an underground, cavernous hell. Anyway, where were we? She, uh, the, the parking lot of school is icy as hell, too. But yes. So Bella gets to school. Bella gets to school. There's no salt to be seen. Black <laughs> ice akimbo. She gets out of her car. She, like, you know, shuffles her way towards towards school and she ends up by the back of her car and she looks down at her back tire because she's standing right there by the back of her truck and she sees um snow snow chains on the tires there's snow chains on her tires she looks down snow chains on her tires that were not there the day before and she gets like really emotional about it she's like wow my human father took a precaution to preserve my human life and she gets like teary-eyed almost oh what's that something's coming back into the station do do chugga 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 it's the renee swan hate train back again yeah she's like shocked by the fact that her dad has like gone out of his way to take care of her physical well-being yeah she's like what is that something that you're supposed to do like is that is this normal is this a thing you know what's kind of funny though is um Charlie went through all that effort to add snow chains to her tires like probably at nighttime. Yeah. It was probably still raining when he went to do it. Yeah. Um and what comes out of the mist? <laughs> A van. A van. <laughs> A van comes out of the mist, 
directly and with purpose yes. to attack Bella Swan. <laughs> yes. And this is the start of our thousand-year car crash, okay? So Bella's standing there, and because no one salted the fucking parking lot, uh, this other kid, Tyler, Tyler, this new character, I guess, Tyler, driving his van. First of all, what kind of van is this? Is this like a minivan? Is this like a... Like a, a company van? Like, what kind of van is this? Well, this is a box van? Yeah, in the movie it's a box van, but I feel like they literally refer to it as a Subaru. No, that's the car he gets, right? Oh. I well, think. it's, so I, it, I I feel like it's probably like a mom van. Like his mom's old van or something. Who, yeah, she was like, I'm getting a new car, my kids are all, like, okay, here's my headcanon about Tyler. Okay. Uh, he's the youngest child of, like, three, let's say... Once he hit high school, his mom was like, your other siblings are in college. I don't need this minivan anymore. Tyler, when you get your driver's license, here it is. It's yours. You can have it. And what does Tyler do? He crashes it. He crashes it. He crashes it. How fucking fast was he going anyway? Probably not that fast. The length of this crash scene, it's literally like three pages long. And it says that... He was going too fast. He says this himself later in the hospital. He says, I'm so sorry. I was going too fast. I hit the ice wrong. Uh, how fucking fast was he going in a parking lot? Well, they, ma- they make it sound like he was going like 105. <laughs> I feel like he was maybe going like 20. I mean, how fast can you really drive through a high school parking lot? There's someone pulling in or walking in front of you every two steps. Exactly. The man, he was probably going like 10 miles an hour. Stephanie's just dramatic. Okay, but so very important key detail about this car crash. Yes. Is so the first thing that Bella decides to like acknowledge or think about when she realizes this van is barreling towards her because it says it's coming towards the back corner of her truck and she's between that corner and 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 the van. And the van. And uh she realizes this and she first thought is like I looked up or whatever. Edward Cullen is four parking spaces away from me. Right. That is her first thought. He's standing there like all Pikachu shocked face. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. We did science. We did science. We did science because her big thing. So Edward comes over and basically like pushes her out of the way of this van. And the thing that she focuses on the most, which is weird. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But the thing she focuses on the most about this is the fact that he was able to get to her so fast? Yes. So, so Edward we, runs from his spot to her spot. Which is four, they're four spots apart. So me and Laura went outside. We went outside and we did a, we did a science. We did a experience. science in our parking lot. Uh, I stood four car spaces away from Laura and she did a gallop towards me. <laughs> uh, pajama pants and flip-flops. That's very important. Yeah, not wearing... Uh, I'm sure Edward was wearing, like, some kind of really expensive boots. Yeah, like, he was way more prepared for, for some intense uh, short burst running than Laura was. Yeah, and I, I did do a sort of gallop over to Ryan. I did not run... I did not sprint. There was no urgency. I was not almost run. crushed by a mom van. I was like, oh, no, but, I mean, not really, because he was just standing there. I was just hanging out. I would say it was a pretty casual run over toward him. And it only took Laura, like, four seconds to get to me. Yeah. So, like, reasonably, and Laura's, you're what, like, 5'4"? Yes. Laura's 5'4". Edward Collins probably at least 6'1", you know what I mean? Uh, Moving faster, bigger strides, 
he very reasonably, could've, as a normal human boy, could have gotten could have gotten to Bella to push her out of the way. Yes, the fact that he arrives in time is not what's the weird. Van hits is not what's weird to me. I think what's the weird thing is the fact that he is able to physically like stop the van with his body. Uh, Bella makes way less of a big deal about that than she does with the, about the speed in which he arrives. Yeah, like it notes that Edward, like, so he braces himself against the car next to Bella's, like, with his shoulders, and, like, and stops the van stops with, the his, van hands. with his hands. So he leaves shoulder dents in the one car and hand dents in the van. So that happens, and Bella's still like, whoa, he was so, so fast. fast. Um, <laughs> so here's another thing about this accident it's very confusingly written and it took me a very long time to try to figure out what exactly happened i wrote down specific notes trying to diagram like what exactly happened in this accident because i was i could not visualize it at all in the movie i think they improved upon it by instead of involving like a third car and, like, this weird shit where, like, the van almost crushes her legs and Edward picks it up with his hand. They just kind of were, like, the van slides toward Bella's truck. Edward stops it with his body. That's it. That's it. Because um, um, this, the, the way this Stephanie is, wrote, like, four different car crashes. Yeah. And then combined them into one and it makes no sense because there's only one moving vehicle. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I have. First point, the van is skidding toward the back corner of Bella's truck. Bella is standing between the two vehicles. Suddenly, point two, Bella is lying behind the car she parked next to. So Edward has clearly, like, pushed her hard enough that she flies into the next parking space over and lands and hits her head. Point three, the van does hit the back corner of Bella's truck. It, like, spins around and starts sliding toward her from a whole different angle. Point four, Edward stops the van with his hands while bracing his shoulders against the car next to Bella's truck. Point five, Edward lifts the van with his hand and with his other hand, like, swats Bella's legs so that they are out of the spot where the van is about to land. And then Edward drops the van once her legs are free. And the van lands where her legs would have been lying. It also mentions that when Edward drops the van, there's, like, popping glass. Like, it was, like, a whole thing. Like, they cannot reach Bella and Edward because they are, like, inside this twisted heap of metal. Like, it says it takes, like, six paramedics to help move the van out of the way so that, like, they can even get, like, a gurney to come to get Bella. Uh, People have to, like, physically pull Tyler out of the van. Um, it's a whole thing. It's so bizarre because only one of these cars had any movement at all. And basically what I think we're dealing with here is like, forget the vampires. We've got like a sentient, like, monster car. Like, uh, what's that Stephen King, that Carrie? Christine. Christine. That Christine. That's what we're dealing with here. Forget the Cullens. Forget the werewolves. It's Christine, but Christine is a van. She's a mom van. She's a minivan. Yes. Like, that's... It's just the fact that there was more than one point to this car crash. Crazy. Unnecessary. You know what I mean? A crash like this, by all rights, should have taken place on the highway that the school is next to, not in the school parking lot itself. Like, by all 
rights of physics and human behavior. <laughs> what should have happened is that Tyler's van should have like slid toward the back corner of Bella's truck. Bella should have looked up, noticed it, and been like, oh shit. She should have like done a hop skip out of the way. <laughs> the van should have like lightly bumped Bella's back fender. And that should have been That's it. it. Tyler should have like hopped out and been like, oh shit, Bella, I'm so sorry. Uh, I was going a little too fast. Yeah, like they both now have a dent that they need to get buffed out or whatever. We should and give that's each other it. our insurance information, or maybe we should just have our parents do it for us. Yeah, like and th- nothing more than that. You know what I mean? Like just the whole thing is so weird, crazy, <laughs> dramatic. It is so dramatic. So that's the actual like mechanics of the car crash yes. that Stephanie Meyer decided so, to come up with. Uh, something very interesting happens. During this car, oh, right, this car accident, right. and it's, it's 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 my I genuinely hated it. Yeah, and it's between when Edward pushes Bella out of the way and when he's about to stop the van, like with his hands. Yeah, it's between lean, those moments. He's like leaning over her; his body is shielding hers, and she hears him utter a low oath. Now, this uh, is just let a, me just put <laughs> out before you tell us what it is. When you hear uttered a low oath. What the hell do you think that means? Because I was, I had no idea what the hell Stephanie Meyer was intending to say until I sat down with Laura the first time and she was like, oh, it's this. Like, it's such a backwards ass way of saying what she was trying to say. It makes little to no sense. It's bullshit. Go ahead, Laura. It's a very Shakespearean way of saying Edward did a swear. (laughs) Edward said, Fuck. And I have this to say. I genuinely hated it. Let Edward say fuck. Let Edward say shit. Let Edward say damn. Whatever the hell Edward was like actually yeah, saying. Yeah, Edward that looked moment. at that van and he went, ah, son of a bitch, the motherfucking van is coming back. And Stephanie Meyer had to be like, well, he uttered a low oath, so okay. Um, I mean, even if you didn't want to explicitly be like, Edward said the word fuck. Edward said the F word. Just put uh, fucking quotation marks for Christ's sake. We're all at, well, I guess we weren't all adults here at the time. No, I mean, maybe. But the, God damn the it. The publisher I mean, might have not wanted her to have that. But you know what? He could have said like. Damn. Damn. There's damn in shit. Mercy Jackson. So you yeah, know there could have been a damn in Twilight. I mean, those are like the lesser swears. Uh, for fuck's sake, the shit that 11 year olds say. You think shit is the worst of it? Let Edward say motherfucking shit a van. You know what um, I mean? Like, I but my point is, even if you didn't want to explicitly say Edward said fuck, you could have just said Edward did a swear. Edward swore under his breath. Edward muttered a curse. Like, there's a whole list of ways that you could have written Edward cursing or swearing without actually having the right Edward uttered a low oath. Like, I genuinely thought, like, in my head when I read uttered a low oath, I was like, oh, is he like vowing to protect her or something like in this moment is now really the time like in the middle of the school parking lot on top of the black ice she's concussed like is now the time to be reciting romeo and juliet the fuck is going on here no he just turns out he just said fuck he just did a swear he said fuck uh anyway i genuinely hated it yeah so there we have my i genuinely laughed and i genuinely hated it like within five pages of each other yeah um um can we Okay, so Edward stops the van or whatever. Um, 
there's chaos. Everyone in the parking lot is like crying or whatever. Everyone's crying. I They're mean, calling for an ambulance. They call an ambulance. And can we talk about how Edward Cullen is acting once this is all, once it's all like over and they're both, him and Bella are just like laying there or whatever. Yeah. Waiting for the ambulance. Edward is like deeply amused by the situation that they find themselves in. Like it, like it says that he's like, like Bella like finally sits up from where she's been like sprawled because he pushed her and she like whacked the shit out of her cranium. Yeah, she hits um, her head. She finally like tries to push herself up and she's like, oh shit, ow. And he like he laughs. laughs. He like laughs at her. He he goes right back to laughing, smirking, he's amused. This whole thing is like a big joke to him. He's such a fucking weirdo. It is bizarre. He's such it's a weirdo. Bizarre. Like he goes from like uttering low oaths to being like Ha <laughs> ha! Almost got crushed. You're dumb and stupid, and I find you cute. Now let's keep in mind, um, there is a third party in this accident, and it's Tyler. And we find out that Tyler is actually legitimately injured. Yeah, he I like mean, hit his head. Or I something. don't think he's like near death or anything, but he has he is bleeding from multiple spots on his head. I think there's, I think he gets cut by glass or something and maybe he hits his head on the steering wheel or something like that. But anyway, he is definitely for sure bleeding. And as Bella is getting loaded into this ambulance, uh, she sees the other Cullens and they're watching this whole thing with expressions ranging from disapproval to fury. Now we all know Rosalie is fury. Everyone else is somewhere in between disapproval and fury. Yeah. Uh, Jasper? Jasper? Jasper, is he okay? Like, Jasper Hale cannot be around a person with a paper cut. Is let he alone physically, a full-on, like, head injury. Is he all right? Are, is is Alice, like, I think, holding him yeah, back I think she's point? just, like, backpacked on him, like, with her hands, like, clamping his mouth shut. You know what I mean? Like, she's, like, gone full, like, human chain. Yeah, so we don't find this out until later, but if you know anything about Twilight, uh, which we... We do from all We know more than we would we like do. to know. Um, Jasper is like the newest made vampire and of not the only, family. Not and only, he is the one who has the hardest time with being around people who bleed. Yeah, because not only is he like the youngest of them all, he's also the most recently vegetarian. Like he lived a whole life before he joined the Cullen clan. And the only reason he did join the Cullen oh, clan, you know what? the only I, reason he joined the Cullen clan was because Alice found him. Yes, you know what? Actually, um, I take that back. He's not the youngest vampire because he was. He oh, wasn't was, Emmett the youngest? Yeah, he was turned into a vampire like in the Civil War, so he's actually been a vampire for longer than a few of the Cullens have. But like Ryan just said, he is the newest vegetarian vampire. He is he is the newest of the Cullens. Uh, yeah. To the. The act of abstaining from drinking human blood. Yeah, and... So he has a really hard time with that. Jasper wasn't just... some Jasper background. He wasn't just, like, laying low, killing for food. Jasper was, like, a full beast. He was a savage prior to the Collins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was living... He was living the good life. He was living the good life. He was living rough. But anyway, so I can only imagine that, like, he's deeply uncomfortable, like, trying not to make carnage out of the entire Forks High School student body yeah like he he is a danger a real danger at this point (laughs) um do you what is that guy's name from parks and rec tom 
Tom Haverford? Yeah. Yeah, Tom Haverford. Um, you know those the memes of him like smiling. Yeah. I imagine if you panned in on Emmett's face, that's what he would look like. He'd be doing like a Tom Haverford smile. Like, He's like, whoa. "Whoa, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I love going to high school." You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's probably thriving. I know it says disappointment to Fury, but you can't tell me that Emmett wasn't like, "Oh my god, that was so fucking cool." He stopped the van with his hands. I want to do that. You know what yeah, I mean? Like he totally was. Um, Rosalie was pissed. Rosalie, was- she saw an opportunity. <laughs> (laughs) to end her suffering and it was that van crushing Bella yeah Rosalie was like listen she's sick of hearing Edward cry that would have been the end of it all like she would have died maybe Edward would have like licked a little bit of her blood off the pavement (laughs) uh and that would have been it that would have been the end of it we wouldn't have had to deal with Edward's whiny attitude we wouldn't have had to deal with this moping and crying we wouldn't have had to deal with any of it uh then you got Alice now spoiler alert Alice is a vampire power. I guess technically she had it before she was a vampire, but whatever. Her her special thing is that she can see the future, but not, like, with any degree of reliability or, like, you know. Yeah, no, Alice's whole thing is she can, like, see the future, but her visions change based on, like, what decisions that do. people make. So, yeah. like, she could see something and it could be totally wrong two minutes later. But, um... But, so, we find out later uh that alice has known that she and bella are going to be good friends for a while so i have to say i can't i know that it says that the cullens have expressions on their faces ranging from disapproval to fury but like did they really because like we just said emmett was clearly like thrilled by this carnage jasper maybe looked disapproving but that's only because he was trying so hard not to kill everybody around him (laughs) yeah Uh, Alice was probably cool with it because she's like, yeah, me and Bella are buddies, whatever. Uh, it's really just Rosalie. (laughs) It's poor, I mean, poor forgotten Rosalie. To be fair, uh, this is only the third chapter of Twilight that Stephanie Meyer had written. She probably didn't know much about these characters yet, but that's also just being a lazy writer. Yeah, like, Like, you think she would have had the the characters fleshed out at this point, at least in her mind. And and if she didn't, uh, that's called a rewrite, baby. Yeah, go Go back back and redo it. it. Exactly. You you have an editor for a reason. And it's not even like that would have been a big thing to fix. That's just like, take out that line. Like, it doesn't really matter all that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for all we know, Bella doesn't have to see the other Cullens at all. For all we know, they could have ushered Jasper back into the Volvo and sped driven out of away. That parking lot yeah. Before Bella even noticed that they had been there in the first place. Yeah, it's kind of obnoxious because every time I think about that line, I'm like, that just doesn't seem right. Like, it's not like anyone in that parking lot was immediately like, oh my god, that Edward Cullen kid is like a weirdo. Like, did you see he stopped Nobody that van? Even no- Nobody noticed. noticed. There was so much. I mean, I still don't understand physically how this was possible, but there was so much wreckage from this accident that like. I don't think anybody ever would have noticed. No, Do you know what ever. I mean? And Bella straight up says to, to Tyler later, she's like, oh, Edward pushed me out of the way. And Tyler's just like, oh, man, I didn't even see him. It was so, it all happened so fast. Yeah. Like, like nobody cared. The only person that gives a shit about this is Bella. And Rosalie. And Rosalie. And <laughs> like, that's just because Bella's a, a weirdo and Rosalie's dramatic. If Bella had seen anyone staring at her with fury, like, she should have just seen Rosalie standing alone, arms crossed, looking pissed. Looking pissed. Because, honestly, it doesn't take a car crash for Rosalie to look at Bella like that. No. Um, so he, uh, but anyway, moving on, here's a great thing that happens that Bella's so angry about, like, (laughs) and for no good reason. So, there was a car accident, 
in a high school parking lot in, in a, a small, small town. town. So, naturally, the chief of police showed up. <laughs> uh, the chief of police just so happens to be Charlie Swan. <laughs> Bella is fucking pissed. She's embarrassed. She's enraged. And you know what she says? And I hated this. But um, she's like, ugh, whatever. Like, I'm fine, Char. And then she, like, cuts herself off and she's like, dad like we had to have like a throwback to that stupid thing where bella's not allowed to call charlie charlie she has to call him dad yeah like stephanie meyer said it once and now she's forced to stick to it and mm-hmm. i hate that it's not it's great. so unnecessary and cringy and embarrassing but um so charlie shows up bella gets a neck brace put on her because she hit her head she yeah. gets loaded up into this ambulance and then the ambulance gets a police escort to the <laughs> hospital which made me laugh again it wasn't like my eye genuinely laughed it was more like i kind of rolled my eyes because she describes it as a police escort, but I was like, well, the ambulance doesn't need a police escort because the ambulance it's already got a siren. Has, it has a siren, it has lights. I mean, yeah, it makes sense that he would go with the ambulance to the hospital, but don't describe it as a police escort. Because it's not. Because it isn't. It's like your dad is going to the hospital with you because you're in a neck brace and you're in an ambulance. Yeah, that's it. Um, So they get to the hospital. Bella, like, gets put wherever they put her. Uh, I have a question real quick, though. Yes. Okay, so we're about to get into, like, the the Gaslight City part of this chapter where, like, Edward just completely textbook definition gaslights Bella for the rest of the chapter. Yeah. Um, do you think that he made her hit her head on purpose because he was hoping that she wouldn't remember what happened? <laughs> That's possible. I mean, so here's the thing. Could have grabbed her. And, like, pulled her. He could have pirouetted you know, out of the like, way of the van. He was like, completely in control of his body in the situation at that point. He didn't have to, like, full body shove her to the ground. He's just So, dramatic. I mean, I don't know that he necessarily did it on purpose, but he definitely didn't take any precaution to prevent it from happening. <laughs> Which is strange because the whole purpose of him, like zipping over there was to save her. If you hit your head hard enough, you absolutely can and will die. You, yeah. So, like, be a little bit more careful. Edward. Yeah. No, I don't think he did it on purpose, but he definitely didn't not do it on purpose. Okay. I was just um, curious because I wrote down my notes. I was like, uh, was that like part of his plan? So honestly, that, like, he could just lie to her face. By the time and that she he, would believe him. By the time he gets to the hospital, he's probably thinking to himself, like, damn, I should have just grabbed her by the hair and slammed her head down a couple more times. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she would have just forgotten. Maybe. But um, so she gets to the hospital, she's sitting there, Tyler is like next to her. And, like, the bed next to her, like, apologizing profusely. And, like, as you would. Yeah. I mean, of course you he would. He probably feels awful. He's, like, ten times more injured than she is. But still, like, he almost hit her with a vehicle. I'm sure he feels terrible. And Bella's being, like, she's being okay about it. But she's also, like, oh, my God, he's bugging the shit out of me. So she pretends to sleep. She, she closes her she eyes. She pretends to sleep and she wakes up. Well, she's not actually well, sleeping. She, she just kind of closes her eyes she so that quote, Tyler stops yeah. talking to her. She quote unquote wakes up when she hears Edward come into the room. Edward's like, oh, is she asleep? <laughs> and he's in there and... Um, and he finds it funny. He finds it funny that she's like in the hospital. That she might be uh, napping after hitting her head. Yeah. And she's like, why aren't you in like a hospital bed like... Do you get to go back to school? Whatever. And he, and he utters, he utters, he utters my, I genuinely hated it for the chapter. Mm-hmm. He, okay. Edward utters a low oath. Cullen comes into this hospital room and says the sentence, don't worry. I came to spring you. Which, yeah, that's slang. We all know exactly what he's saying. 
Wait, does that sound in any way, shape, or form like something Edward would say? No, and that's the whole problem I've noticed so far with Edward is that, for the most part, Edward talks very formally. Uh, he talks kind of, he talks, oh god, the cat's gone crazy now. If it's not the dog, it's the cats. Anyway, Edward talks pretty formally. I would say even for, like, a, a kid from, like, 1917, he talks very formally because... It's not like uh it's not like kids didn't like swear and like no, have slang you, back in You can tell Edward takes himself very seriously. He, he's always been like that. Yeah. But anyway, so he talks very formally, um, but then so but then he he occasionally will like come up with like a more modern day way of phrasing something and it's always super cringy. Like in the chapter before we had like ladies first partner. And now it's, don't worry, I came to sprint you. And it's not that it's necessarily weird to have, like, a teenager say something like that. But it is super weird for it to come out of Edward's mouth, specifically. Yeah, and I think what I hate so much about every time that this happens is it's not so much Edward jerking himself off. It's, like, Stephanie jerking herself off. Like, she's just... A terribly inconsistent writer. I'm sure she loved that line. I'm sure she was like, wow, Edward sounds really cool saying, I came to spring you. Uh But it's horribly inconsistent with how she writes him anyway. Like, that's what irritates the shit out of me so much, is he says these things and I'm like, wow, Stephanie. And then Edward says another line that I didn't really enjoy. Um, Tyler starts apologizing to Edward because um, Edward was also involved in in this accident. He involved himself, but still. Yeah. Uh, Tyler's apologizing, and Edward smiles at him and says, no blood, no foul, which is clearly Edward's little inside joke with himself. (laughs) Because normally you'd say, like, no harm, no foul. Uh, But Edward says, no blood, no foul, which isn't even fucking accurate. Yeah, first of all, there was blood. Because there was blood. Not only did Bella hit her head, but Tyler hit his, and Tyler was bleeding because in the hospital bed next to Bella, Tyler is sitting there, with bandages wrapped around his head that have blood stains on them. So he's clearly... There was blood, Edward. There was blood and foul. Like, like I said, Stephanie Meyer's just jerking off onto her keyboard. I'm sure it's supposed to seem like a fun little Easter egg, looking back on it. But it doesn't feel that way. I understand why she put it in, but I don't find it amusing or clever or interesting. No. So that that flopped severely. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, enough of that. Uh, enough of shitting on Stephanie Meyer. No, we're still going to do it. Well, enough uh, of it for this very mo- moment. So, Edward spends the rest of the time that he's in the hospital with Bella, um, like, laughing at her, smirking, and straight up gaslighting her. Well, and yeah, but... like be- I said before, this is not, like, oh, we're just calling it gaslighting. This is, like, the textbook definition of gaslighting. Yes, but... So, we get... A minimal amount of gaslighting where she's, I'm sure she says something like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Before we get to the true, like, heart of the gaslighting, uh-huh. Carlisle comes in. Oh, yeah, Carlisle. We meet Carlisle. We meet it's, Carlisle. It's not a significant introduction, but I feel like we have to mention it because it, it, it does technically happen. Yes. He's the surgeon at the hospital. He comes in. I'm sure Edward, I, I don't know why it would have to be Carlisle yeah. to come in and do this. I'm sure Edward went and got him specifically because right. he was like, I fucked up. So Carlisle comes in. All that Bella really has to say about him is he's, he, hot. he's hot. He looks great. He's young. Um, uh, he looks like a movie star. He has dark circles under his eyes. 
he is the one Cullen that it makes a lot of sense for him to have dark circles under his eyes because he is a surgeon. He probably works weird hours. But, um, that's about it. That's about the introduction. He, like, looks at her chart or whatever, you know. He's like, yeah, you're probably gonna live, whatever. She does say to him, though, yeah, uh, like, it, it was it was lucky for me that Edward was there. And Carlisle kind of gets, like, weird about He's it. He's like, oh, yeah, totally. He's, yeah. like, kind of brushing it off. And she's like, conspiracy? She's like, the doctor was in on it. Yeah. So, not not that relevant, not that important, but it is in there. And it just is another, like, callback to, like, how much all of the Cullens just kind of suck at pretending not to be vampires. Like, yeah. you think that, like, if, if, if your kid had saved someone from a car accident and somebody was like, yeah, it's really lucky he was, he was there. And you were, like, trying to cover up the fact that your child has, like, superhuman speed. You would be like, oh, yeah, he's really fast, isn't he? Or, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, he ran track at our last school in Alaska. Like, yeah, he's, he's speedy. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure, okay. sure was lucky. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we get to meet Carlisle finally. It's uneventful. It's uneventful. Um, I think he's pretty cool. I remember having good feelings toward him when I read these books years and years and years ago. But I don't really remember specifically why. I just think yeah. he, he'll, he'll probably be a cool character. This particular interaction wasn't cool. But it has potential for him. He leaves. Bella's like good to go, I think. Um, And Ed, uh, Bella looks at Edward and is like, uh, well, we need to talk. Yeah, and that is when he starts to gaslight her. He gets her. real mean about it. Like, he's like, why? It's no. another classic Edward Cullen mood swing. Like, he goes from being like, he likes when he's in control of the situation that's when he finds her, like, funny, amusing, um, you know, he likes to play around with her a little bit, but as soon as she starts to, like, question him and, like... Or, like, stand up to him in any way. Then he turns into a complete, like, psychotic chode. chode. A big ol' eight-inch chode, you know what I mean? Eight-inch outwards. Like, it's <laughs> crazy. It's bad. Like, she says... So there's a couple gaslights here. As she's, like, insisting, like, this is what happened, like, you were nowhere near me, you stopped the van, whatever. Like, a couple things he says to her is, I was standing right next to you, Bella. He says this classic one, which is, I think, the most egregious in a way, mm -hmm. where he literally just says, trust me. Yeah. Like, why would I do that? Yeah, why? Um, what reason? And then, I think the nastiest one is he goes... No one will believe that, you know? Yeah, that's bad. Like, he's not even denying what happened at that point. He's, he's just, just like... saying, like, you're gonna sound crazy. Yeah, so no one's luck. gonna believe you, so... Okay. He also does, like, a kind of, like, sarcastic, like, you think I lifted a van off of you, Bella? Like, yeah, are like, you sure? <laughs> he, he's being really, like... He's not... He's not great. And the thing is, it's like... Like you said, he likes being with Bella when he's in control. It's a huge power imbalance. Yeah. Because not only is he a vampire, but he's also, like, way older than she is. Um, yeah. And it's just kind of a... It's not a great situation. It's a little creepy. The gaslighting certainly does not help. No, not at all. Um, it's really not a great situation for her to be in. No. And she... The thing is, is she kind of acknowledges that? She does. But she doesn't care enough to avoid further interaction with him. It's so... It's really weird. It's Okay, so it is very weird, but I think we can give Bella a slight pass. And I only say this because she doesn't know that Edward's 
way older than she is and a vampire at this point. She thinks he's just a weird high school student. Okay, but like... But we, the readers, know. Yeah, but even if... Okay, if I didn't... If I was in high school right now and some guy was treating me like this, like, I don't need to know that he's 117 years old. I don't need to know that he's a vampire. All I need to know is he's a douchebag. Like, he's he's not... He's... What? What, what is, what's the benefits to this relationship for me? There is no benefits. But the thing is, I think, like, what Stephanie Meyer wants us to get from this relationship at this point is that they have a kind of, like, mutually bickering thing going on. But that's on. not. But it's not because it's literally, like, a child trying to argue with, well, like, an elderly man. Even like, if that wasn't the case, like, we bicker. I don't think we're mean to each other. No. He's straight up mean to her. He's mean. He's cruel. I would say that his gaslighting in this chapter is cruel. It is. It's very cruel. Like, it's like eight steps beyond what might be sort of passable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's way, it's far gone. Like, this is Edward Cullen's normal childishness plus 50. Like, this is bad. Uh Uh-huh. It's bad. And he makes it worse. So the thing about Edward... Uh, is that, like, all of Edward's problems are because of Edward. Like, yeah. if he didn't have to go to the hospital with Bella, he didn't have to involve Carlisle, he didn't have to do anything except, like, stay at school and do nothing. Like... Yeah, no one even saw him. Nobody like, saw him, nobody cared. Bella's literally the only person that cared. If he really wanted to, like, have a conversation with Bella and be like, you cannot tell anyone, here's what he could have done. After school that day, he could have gone to Bella's home and been like, hey, I just wanted to check on you, see if you're okay. Wink, wink. Yeah. And then they could have had this conversation. He did not need to be at the hospital with her. He just can't. He he has her on such a tight leash. He's trying to do damage control right now, but he's making it worse. Yeah. He's an idiot. All his problems are because of him. Edward's an idiot. And I think... I think that's about all you can say about him at this point. Edward's an asshole. He's an idiot. He's not a good guy. Their conversation finally ends. He's like, no one's going to believe you. You know, he walks away. She walks away. Whatever. She goes out. She's finally leaving. Um, Her dad is still at the hospital, obviously. So she goes out through the waiting room. All of her friends are there. All of her friends are there. Like, Angela's there. Jessica's there. Mike. Eric. um, A whole bunch of other people. They're all there. And they, like, come over. To see if she's okay. And she totally brushes them off. She doesn't even speak to them. She gives them a wave. Like, like a, a little, weird little a wave. A little, like, hey, I'm alive, cool, wave. And that's it. And that's it. Then she walks out with her dad. So let's imagine this situation from the point of view of just a regular student at the high school. You see this crazy-ass car crash happen to the point where, like, it takes six grown men to, like, pull the van out of the way so that they can get to your friend that you think has been crushed. Then you see them put a neck brace on her, load her onto a gurney, put her into an ambulance, and drive away with a police escort. And then they also do the same thing to your other friend who is bleeding. Yeah, he was driving the car. He was driving the van. And he's, like, probably half unconscious. Yeah. I think it's reasonable that, like, they're all in the waiting room. Like, they could have I mean, Bella could have died. Tyler could have been really hurt. This is probably the craziest shit that's ever happened to them. Like, yeah. And, uh, you know, your one friend finally comes out and you're like super relieved. You probably want to be like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're okay. Like, whatever. And she just like barely looks at you. Yeah, she just walks right out, doesn't speak to you, gives you a little wave. Who do you think you are, fucking Beyonce? Like, go say hi to your friends, you weirdo. 
It's not like you need to have, like, a full conversation. Like, but just, just like, yeah, I'm okay. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm okay. I'm really tired. I hit my head. I'm going to go home and rest. That's it. That's all that she had to do. That's and she chooses it. not to she do that. She chooses not to. Another thing. Um, I know that the, the, the Renee Swan hate train has pulled into the station twice this episode uh, already. <laughs> Uh, I I do sympathize with Renee in this one instance because Bella gets really mad at Charlie that Charlie called Renee and told her that Bella was involved in an accident. Again, thinking of things from Charlie's point of view, your kid is in a neck brace. Your kid is getting loaded into the ambulance. She's a, like a, she's conscious, but like people hit their head and are conscious and then like go downhill all the time. Yeah, like you don't know what exactly has happened. Of course you're going to call your child's mother and be like, she was in an accident. Yeah, but Bella gets home and Charlie's like, you got to call your mom. She's worried about you. And Bella's like real upset about she's it. She's like, you told mom? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, she's pissed off that she has to call her mom. And her mom is on the phone like frantic. Hysterical. She's like, you you can come home if you have to. Like, I'm, I'm you know, this really freaked me out, whatever. And Bella's just like, ugh. Oh my God. Oh my God, I can't believe I have to call my mom. Yeah. Ugh. You know, like, yeah. Bella's a freak. Be- I mean, it's just like, Bella... Get over yourself. Get over it. Like, I don't know. It's just this... We- Bella's, like, real weird. Like, she hates, like, having any kind of attention on her. But in this instance, it's like, you deserve to have the attention on you. You almost died. Yeah. Just deal with it. Like, like people are concerned about you. Exactly. Like, we all have our crosses to bear. I guess people being concerned <laughs> about your physical well-being is Bella's. Yeah, I guess um, so. Finally, oh, finally, finally, Bella goes to bed and something very important happens. She says, that was the first night I dreamed of Edward Cullen. AKA, that was the first night that Edward Cullen climbed up the side of her house, opened the window, skirted into her room and stood there and watched her. Edward Cullen was in her room that night. Edward was in her room that night and he will be in her room for many more nights to come. Most she nights dr- after. She dreams about him not every night of the week, she says in the, at the beginning of next next chapter, but like most nights. What a fucking creepazoid. Yeah, so this is the first night that he's decided to let himself into her bedroom while she's asleep. Uh, she definitely like rolls over at one point that night and like, Half wakes up and sees, sees him, him there, and, and then he's, he's like in her dream. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. It's not great. It's creepy. Um, he's cr- weirdly obsessed with her. She's weirdly obsessed with him. And my I genuinely laughed was from that very same paragraph where she's like, "I dreamed of Edward Cullen that night." She's like thinking about how obsessed she is with Edward, and she, the, the whole sentence is literally just "stupid" three times. It's stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. That made me laugh because I was like, "Girl." That is stupid. It is stupid. It at is. Least, it's stupid as hell. You're, uh, you're sometimes a little bit exactly. self aware enough to acknowledge it, not self aware enough to change it. Nope. Um. So no, I don't have any more notes. Um. I think that's about it. That's. Uh. We usually treat ourselves after we do these episodes, but we treated ourselves before we did this one. So we got Duncan. Donuts. We got Duncan, and um. Let me tell you. Our Duncan has a drive-through, so we like ordered ahead for the to pick up through the drive-through because you know COVID nineteen and whatever. The line was literally like it wrapped around that building, like through that parking lot, through another parking lot, and like all the way to the stop sign. Like it was huge. We ended up having to get out of the car anyway. Yep. But that's it. That's our Duncan story. That's uh, Twilight Chapter Three. I'm done. You done? I'm done. I'm fucking over it. Let's uh. Let's turn this motherfucker off. All right.